All right, here he comes from the backstage, fresh out of the shower, finishing up dinner. Mike Morgan. Mike Morgan. Morgan on the move, joining us here on Sports Talk, as he does on Thursday nights, to talk about things in the Morgan world. Brought to you by Brent Skinner, who's not only become the leader in Columbia for the very best in men's clothing, clients nationally have come to know Brent as he has covered the entire country with his great clothing line, and he has you covered if you want to look the very best as well. Brent and his staff provide you professional and individual attention to create a wardrobe that distinctly identifies you. From custom suits and shirts to the very best in shoes and accessories, it's all under one roof. If you can't make it to the store in the Vista in Columbia, Brent will come to you. You can set up an appointment today, bpskinnerclothiers.com, bpskinnerclothiers.com. Dot com. Next time Mike's doing a game in Columbia, I'm going to go stand outside BP Skinner Clothiers because Mike won't come to see me, but I know he'll come see Brent Skinner when he's in town to get some fresh underwear, some fresh socks, maybe a handkerchief, maybe, uh, I don't know, what else, a tie. You wear ties? Obviously, you you haven't been keeping up with much of what I do for the last 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they require ties. That's like uh, like Lou Brown in Major League. We we require we require shirts and sleeves at this level, son. <laughs> talking to uh, <laughs> talking to the wild thing. Yes, that's yeah. That they require uh, mm-hmm. for football and basketball anyway. They require uh, coat and tie. Yeah, I'm actually looking at your picture that we put on the stream when you're talking. You're in a tie. You have a very nice pocket uh, pocket handkerchief there with it. Pocket square. Pocket yeah, square. That's, a, that's the word I was looking well. for. Yeah, pocket square. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. Okay. Thank you. On, Thank to, you. Uh, on to other things. Uh, let's catch up with uh, what's happened this week. So the SEC, a couple of things big in the last couple of days. I think you got to look at Kentucky now. A nice win for them on the road on Tuesday night. Uh, look what Alabama did in bouncing back and just swamping Vandy. And then last night, uh, Tennessee goes down at Florida by 13. So, I mean, we got a, a bit of a, a jumbled mess except for Alabama's 9-0. and Everybody else is really tight. But I think, you know, Kentucky seems to be rounding into shape here a little bit as they smell the tournament down the road, the SEC tournament. Uh, yeah, I mean, to me, the best two teams are still Alabama and Tennessee. Uh, I don't know if it's quite that close, to be honest with you. I think there's a gap after that with A&M and Kentucky – uh, I've got Auburn, Tennessee on Saturday on ESPN at two, and that's always a special game because it's Bruce Pearl back in Knoxville. It's a top twenty-five matchup. It's uh, two teams that are a lot of fun to watch. Although Tennessee was not fun to watch last night in a loss to Florida, that's the one concern about the Vols. They're the number one defensive team in the country in almost every metric metric imaginable. But if they don't get past the Sweet Sixteen this year, which they haven't done under Rick Barnes. Uh, then all of a sudden there's going to be a lot of talk about, well, maybe we just need to start getting a little more offense and not just be the best defensive team. Alabama knows such problems. They're the number one scoring team. And, you know, I just had them the other night against Vanderbilt, and it was a complete smoke show. I mean, when they're on and they're hitting threes, I don't think anybody in the country beats them, which is why I still think they're probably the the toughest out uh, in the in the tournament, you know Kentucky and A and would follow for me, and then after that, you've got Auburn, you've got 
Oh, I'm leaving out somebody. Uh, you got Arkansas. I mean, I know Arkansas got up to a wretched start, but there, there's still a lot of talent there, and I still think if they get in the tournament, no one's going to want to play them. What about those, A&M? Would be the top how, about, how about A&M? Yeah, no, I mentioned A&M. A&M yeah. and Kentucky. Yeah, okay. Uh, they're, on the, they're on that second tier for me. A&M is a team that's kind of devoid of NBA talent, but just really good college players, well-coached. Uh, and as you saw when they came to Columbia, I mean, they're just they're a thorn in your side. Everything they do makes you uncomfortable from the way they defend, from the way they get after you, uh, from the way they play. Uh, just everything about them is just a, an uncomfortable matchup for teams. So, yeah, I, I think A&M, even though they had a brutal out-of-conference stretch, when you look at what they've done in league play, if, if they get in the tournament, they certainly have the ability to win some games. Yeah. A quick update on USC women trailing Kentucky midway through the first 12 to 11 uh, poor shooting start uh, poor shooting start for the number one team undefeated team 27 in a row Gamecocks uh-huh put that in your pipe and smoke it Mike uh, 12 to 11 I expected the update when it was four to two okay, where, where was the update I have You're an slipping. update You're I have slipping. an update I have okay. an update it's 13 12 Gamecocks uh, okay wait yeah. wait I just I think I'm told now they're a, they just hit a free throw it's fourteen twelve. We could do this for the next hour. <laughs> we could. It'd be riveting, riveting <laughs> It'd be radio. Riveting radio. Yes. Yeah. All right. So uh, I want to shift gears to the ACC for a moment. Uh, Pittsburgh goes into Chapel Hill, beats North Carolina last night. So they are nine and three, and Virginia's nine and two. They're still trying to hunt down Clemson, ten and two. Now the Tigers have been dealing with some injuries, and they've got two of their guards back. Don't know when Galloway is going to get back from his thing. Um, you think you think Clemson's got enough in the tank? They've got Miami at home Saturday. They still have to go to Virginia later. They still have to go to North Carolina later. Uh, have they got enough in the tank to hang on there at the top of the league? I mean, there, there's. I, I think it's easy to forget. We are at what February second. There's a lot of games still to be played. You know, nine or so before the conference tournament, and then if you're fortunate enough, that's going to be a three or four game swing. So a number of things can change. And I would just say this, and I'm not, I'm not saying this is going to happen at Clemson. They're a veteran team and they're well coached, but inevitably a team that's off to a good start in every league in the country right now is going to hit a wall in February. You can set your clock to it. Sometimes it'll be multiple teams. And so when you ask that question, I'm not ducking or dodging it. I'm just telling you it's almost impossible to really say because I don't think Clemson, you know, they don't just win on talent. They they win on chemistry, cohesion. You know, the, the, I mentioned they're well coached, but they don't just roll the ball out there with a bunch of McDonald's All Americans and beat people up. So, are they capable of losing the, the pole position? Absolutely. Are they capable of holding on? Absolutely. It, it's it's going to be up to them. It's going to be up to those other teams you mentioned near the top. Yeah, down the bottom of the ACC. Uh, Notre Dame's two and nine in the league. Of course, they're losing their coach Mike Bray. Uh, Louisville one and ten, and Georgia Tech one and eleven. Now I know Louisville went through a coaching change, uh, brought back one of their own, went through an NCAA thing. But my goodness, three and nineteen, one and ten. I don't think anybody envisioned that. And then Georgia Tech. If my memory's right, didn't Georgia Tech win the ACC tournament last year? I think. Uh, I believe that is correct. Yeah, and, they make and, some kind of great run. Yeah. Well, they 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 made a run, and then they they quickly got uh, bounced from the 
uh, NCAA tournament, and I can't remember the last time they made a run in that tournament. I mean, Georgia Tech basketball, I can tell you living here in Atlanta, hasn't moved the needle in about 20 years. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, they just they just keep going through coaches, and uh, it's a long, long ways from Bobby Kremens. I, I don't know why they're not better. I mean, I've, I've heard different theories. I'm, I'm friends with a couple of guys who used to play there, actually, and uh, it, it's just a it's just a different deal. And they'll tell you that they can't get some of the kids that get into other schools can't get into Georgia Tech because of the math requirements, et cetera, et cetera. I, I don't know. I just know this. Uh, they keep going through coaches, and maybe they go through Josh Pastner after this year, but the results seem to be the same. Yeah. I saw them play at Clemson. And I mean, the Tigers just just tore him apart. And his thing was, you know, we could could just make some three pointers, and we could just make some three pointers. Um, we could have won this game. You know, we could have been competitive, but they didn't make shots. They, his thing was, they had open shots. His guys just couldn't knock them down. I guess they just lost too much too much talent off of last year's team. Have you had a chance to take a look at amongst your travels? I know maybe not in person, but from afar on television. Have you had a chance to see Pat Kelsey's squad? with the College of Charleston. I know they got beat at home last week by Hofstra. Uh, tonight they're playing up at Drexel, and they're down early. But this was a team that they climbed as high as number 18 in the polls, and they'd won 20 in a row, which is hard to do anywhere. Uh, have you had a chance to get a look at them? I have not. I had them a couple of years ago, actually, in a, in a tournament in November, but I have not had them since. I, I certainly have respect for Coach Kelsey, I think, they, along with FAU, the, the Fighting Owls of uh, Florida Atlantic in the top 25, those are two of the better mid-major stories that maybe nobody saw coming this year. But, no, I, I have not been able to see them uh, much at all this year. Okay. So what are you looking at this weekend? What do you expect to see in the game you'll be calling? Like you said, uh, should be a great matchup. What do you expect to see uh, you know, take place between them? Well, I haven't had Tennessee in a while, but I, I, they are – Look, they're a potential number one seed right now. Lenardi's got them on the two line. If they if they win the game against Auburn against a top twenty five opponent, they could be right back on the one line, which would give the SEC two number one seeds. Uh, again, defensively, there's they are as good as it gets. They are a boa constrictor that just chokes the life out of you. Uh, you can't find easy shots. You can't find easy baskets. Their problem in the few games they've lost is that their offense at times will sputter. They don't have uh, just a, a guy that you can say, okay, go get me buckets. You know, there's a South Carolina kid on that roster that they thought maybe would be that guy, but he's, he's not that kind of player. I mean, he's a good player, but he's not the kind of guy that just say, oh, go get me 20 tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, don't ha- they don't really have that, but they've got good players. They've got good talent, and I, I've got a ton of respect for Rick Barnes. I, I still think they get a, a one or two seed, and they're actually going to do some damage this year in the tournament. I just think they're due. Uh, let me correct ourselves. I just led you down the path to wrongness. It was 21 that Georgia Tech won the ACC tournament, not 22. Two 22. years ago, yeah. Yeah, 22 was Virginia Tech. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, uh, it, two years ago, and that was the same team that went to the tournament, and I'm, if I'm not mistaken, lost in the first round. Uh, and then last year did not go to the tournament, I don't believe. So yeah. it's probably more Georgia Tech basketball knowledge than anybody really wants, but there we go. Well, the point is, you no, know, I mean, we may have to take a look, right? Because they've got new football coach, uh, some new leadership there. Um, by and large, you'd have to say Pastor has not delivered on his reputation when he came from Memphis. Would, would you agree with that? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look, he, it didn't go – you know, at Memphis, he followed the guy, right? He followed Calipari. Mm-hmm. And no matter what he did, it wasn't going to be enough. I think when he followed Brian Gregory at Georgia Tech, the feeling was he would uh, do better, better recruiter, better results. Uh, but, it again, it just hasn't happened. Mike, enjoy the weekend. We'll look forward to your call as always. And you're looking spiffy there in the, as I'm looking at this. Uh, I don't know how old this picture is, two or three years. But you still look good. So uh, you smell good. You look Thank good. You. And uh, yes. get over there to Brent Skinner and let him uh, clean you up a little bit. And we'll talk to you next week. I I, I will do that. And I, there, I will do that. Uh, I will represent in, uh, in Thompson Bowling Arena in Knoxville on Saturday. All right. Sounds good. We'll be looking. All right. Thank you, Hoss. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Mike Morgan. Morgan on the move with us here on uh, Sports Talk.